I'm on my way home, sweet home. Tell you one thing, it's not from Rockman. Country Road. It's from Take Me Home to Please. It's from a little movie you saw, Daniel, called The Dirt. Oh, yeah. Home sweet home. Okay. Eh? Eh? It's it's kind of ringing a bell. Oh my gosh. All right. (laughs) Please excuse us. Uh, We're going to pull up Spotify here for Daniel. No. No. Okay, I know that song. I guess I just know it when Motley Crue sings it. Fair enough. <laughs> I am no Nikki Six, that's for sure. You're none of them. Not even the old guy. Wow. <laughs> Douchebag. Wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Dirtbags. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> okay. Hero in a fitted hat. Jerry Ferrara. <laughs> That's my favorite version of the song. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, just dusting up the cobwebs. Okay. Well, you ready to get started here, Daniel? I'm ready. Let's get the show on the road. I'm excited. This is going to be a good episode. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and sitting across from me here is the real monster of disaster. More like party monster how much we drink on the show. Woo! True that. Woo! <laughs> So yeah, today we are talking the new Godzilla King of Monsters, starring the dad from Friday Night Lights, the mom from Boy in Striped Pajamas, and Eleven! Ah, love Eleven. She's amazing. Alright, so, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and... Let's go blow up a city! All right. Well, before we get started here, let's do what we always do and talk about what we are drinking. Yep. And this week was Jordan Weeks for Drink and Tell. So, Jordan, what did you bring us? So, I made a little trip up to uh, Camas, Washington this week. Oh. I went to Grains of Wrath up there, and I brought back some EGA IPA. All right. So, yeah, let's open this bad boy up. Yeah, I've only been there once, and I don't think I had an EGA, but... Excited to try it. And your crowler, too. Yeah, a little crowler. I didn't know what crowlers were till just recently. Yeah. Oh. Wait. <laughs> there seems to be a mistake here. The uh, gentleman that helped me out at the bar got my stout and IPA switched with what he wrote on the can. Because <laughs> uh, I am pouring a stout as we speak. Oh. <laughs> what was the stout? So I guess we're having stout. Uh, it was something like a cheesecake or something like that it was called. Some kind of cake stout. I guess we're having stout today instead, Daniel. Uh, well, I love IPAs, but stouts are okay, too. Dang it, because I was really looking for IPA myself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess well, that means more IPA for me later. You know, when you order more than one thing, it's hard to keep track, you know? This is pretty hilarious, though. <laughs> the guy... Literally wrote the wrong thing on the wrong can. Well, I saw you hesitate, and I'm like, wait, what's wrong? And not even, I'm like, oh, wait, that's black. All right. I'm going to pause here and go grab a paper towel or two. 
Okay, well. <laughs> this is very disappointing. I really wanted this IPA, and I wanted you to try this IPA, but... Okay, well, we're going to have stout instead. Wow, that was a lot of head. That's what she said. Oh, my goodness. That's probably what I said after I drank this whole stout. Gross. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Delete that. That's good. I like it. The head tastes good. Mine hasn't really gone down yet. That's what she, <laughs> she said. Oops. Daniel, we are not that show. But we're not classy either. True. Somewhere in the middle. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. You're going to have to give me a second. I still haven't gotten a taste of the beer through the head. All right. So. Well, let's let the head settle a little bit. And uh, let's talk some movies we've seen this last week here. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've got... Two outside of Godzilla. You have a few, it sounds like. Do we do news? Oh, yeah. Frick. We're <laughs> all, all over the We're place. all over the place today. Let's get in some movie news instead. We'll do that first. All right. Good call. Okay. So, first... Er, <coughs> today in movie news, we've got a few different things. First, we got a roundup. We got to round up all those trailers that came out this past week. And the first one... Is Lots. Rambo Last Blood trailer? That's right. Now, uh, I remember. Okay, cards on the table. I think I don't even think I've ever seen a Rambo movie not on TV because they replay them constantly on TV, or at least the first couple. Same here. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen parts of I don't even know which ones. At least the first three on just regular TV, which I'm sure they take a ton out. Oh yeah. I mean, so I am going to probably starting in August because right now I'm doing Tarantino flicks. Right. Watch all four Rambo movies before Last Blood. That's an undertaking. How many Rambo movies are there? Four. Oh, okay, not it's not too bad. Not as many Rocky movies. No, just right now I'm trying to watch Tarantino flicks as well as I want to see all the Men in Blacks before the new one comes out. So just kind of busy with that. So, but yeah, in August. Won't be too bad. The only thing I got to recap on in August is the new, the first it. All right. Well, yeah, I know. Like, I don't have a lot of hype regarding Rambo. Like, it's not something I watched as a kid or as an adult. So, I mean, the trailer was cool. It was. It felt like a western. Yes, I, I like. Uh, yeah, I like the tone of the trailer a lot. Yeah, it had a western feel to it. Kind of felt it had a Logan feel to it. Yeah. I I enjoyed this trailer. I dug it. So yeah, I'm definitely. I'm gonna watch all four of the original Rambos in order. And then, yeah, go see this in theaters. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Yeah. I mean, I... I liked what I saw so far. Hopefully I can good. squeeze in that many Rambos. And I don't know. For me personally, you know, I was a, fan, a big fan of Rocky. You just can't go wrong with Sylvester Stallone. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. For sure. So next... Is he in cheesy oh. stuff? Sure. But he, he but he's, he's allowed to be. But he's still awesome. You know, he's, he's to a certain point in stardom, like, uh, kind of like... My... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and like, uh, God, I can't think of the guy that narrates everything. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Like they've like built themselves up. They're like legends now, so <laughs> the they can just narrates. do whatever. And people are like, yeah, we love that guy still. Yep. And you know what? I'll give the old sly. I hope I look that good at 70. Yeah, dude, right. he's 70 and he's doing action movies. That's crazy. All right. So next we have. The Ford versus Ferrari trailer. Yeah. Now this actually looks pretty interesting. Not it was not on my radar at all until you mentioned it to me like a day or two ago. But you know, it was funny, like just 
happened that you're just like, yeah, they put out a new poster and maybe they'll drop a trailer. And then like I was on YouTube like 20 minutes after that and the trailer had been out for like four hours. So I'm like, oh, well, there you go. But I mean, this looks pretty good. Got Mac Damon, Christian Bale in it. I don't know. It's, this looks good. It looks like it's going to be maybe not like like entertaining, like not like blockbuster, but it's like it looks really interesting. Yeah, no, it looks entertaining to me. Like I think it's gonna have a good entertainment level to it. I mean, as far as just like the fast cars and things go, but a, a good story as well. Yeah, and you know it's got a November release, so yeah, maybe they are shooting for Oscar stuff. Maybe I don't. And know. It's directed by James Mangold, who did Logan. Right, exactly. Like we were both surprised at that. Um, so high hopes for this one. Mm-hmm. Looks like, and they got some real good actors slid in there too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. For sure. But the thing I'm looking more forward to, Jordan, is the last trailer that came out this week for Pixar's new film, Onward. I'm sorry, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to figure out, when does that come out? Is that this year or next year? Um, oh, wait, it says 2020. I don't I don't know when, but 2020. Yeah, so it's going to be so probably phone's like... Phone's going really slow. It's, gonna, it's probably going to be their next year's summer movie. I March 6th. March 6th. Ne- oh. Next year. Perfect. So you don't even have to wait till summer. Awesome. I'm excited for that then. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I had watched some videos of some upcoming projects for Pixar and they mentioned Onward, but I didn't know it was this far along production already. All of a sudden, a trailer. Like, literally, I think it was like the next day after watching that video, a trailer is out there. I'm like, oh shit. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was so excited. I remember I feverishly texted him, like, Jordan, Pixar made an 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that part was awesome. Which, yeah, I love 80s stuff. The 80s things, whether it's 80s movies or. A modern movie taking place in the 80s. Love it. I mean, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, for sure. And, and it, my fr- one of my favorite current shows right now, Stranger Things. Exactly. And so, Takes place in the 80s, so yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. I love the world that they're presenting, like a, mo- well, a modern 80s-ish <laughs> world with uh, magical creatures. And I, it looks a lot of fun. It, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh. Excuse me. It's got Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as seemingly the two leads. I don't know. I'm excited to see like what kind of quest they're doing because it kind of just shows you a brief like overview of the world. Not really a lot of story to it. At least not yet. Not yet. No, but that was a good teaser trailer I thought they put out, or at least the first trailer, which doesn't show much. Mm -hmm. A little more stuff to it than a teaser trailer usually has, but you know, they showed just got the world kind of set up a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to learn more and see more and yeah, I'll definitely be looking forward to this. Well, it's kind of cool, too. The video I saw was Pixar talking about how they're going to be doing more original stuff, less sequels in the years to come, which I'm all for that. I mean, Toy Story 4, again, very excited and very nervous at the same time. Right. I know, and that's something that kind of moves me into my news news, is that was the first thing I had for my segue. Boop, 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 boop. Pixar announces they are... After Toy Story 4, they're putting sequels on hold for a while. And Thank yeah, goodness. I mean, we have four Toy Stories, but at least like the last one came out like 10 years ago or nine years ago. So it's been a while. But like we have three Cars movies. We have a couple Monsters, Inc. movies. Um, we have a lot of sequels coming from them. And Pixar does best is creating new awesome worlds to live in and explore. So I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. Because, you know, when you think of a movie like Finding Nemo, and when you think of Dory, you think of Finding Nemo. I don't think of Dory's story. Or, uh, That's true. Yeah, I don't I don't think of uh, Finding Dory much. I think of Finding Nemo. <laughs> right. 
So I'm glad that they're focused on new original ideas like Onward. That looks awesome. I love the world that they set up. I'm excited to see what else they're going to do. Me too. No, I love Pixar so much. All right. And the next thing I have is the lead actress or one of the lead actress from the Birds of Prey DC movie, Maria Elizabeth Weinstead who plays Huntress in the movie, says that the movie is like a throwback to the 90s in all the, in all the best ways. So I don't know if it actually is going to technically take place in the 90s. So we're going to go back to Blockbuster. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, Captain Marvel did it. Or DC just trying to copy Captain Marvel now? or I don't know how that works. They said it had a 90s feel. I don't know when the, like what time it's set in like maybe it's set in modern time but it has like a throwback 90s feel i don't know still not super excited for this movie because dc hasn't really won back my trust yet like i did like shazam and i hated aquaman so we'll see i'm all for it i said bring it on yes and then the last thing i had was actually a rumor that keanu reeves is in talks and joining the mcu in a movie called The Eternals, which I don't know much about The Eternals themselves as far as comics go, but it sounds like it's more stuff that takes place in the cosmic universe of Marvel, which is what I really want to see more of in Phase 4, is the cosmic universe. And I guess uh, Thanos in the MCU is classified as an Eternal, so that'd be interesting. Uh, interesting to see if he'll be like a character, if he'll be like a CGI character. John Wick in space. Exactly. Just pew, pew, pew. Lasers. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. I don't know. So that was interesting. I thought that was a fun rumor to mention. We need laser guns. Lots of laser guns. Lots of guns. So many guns. So many lasers. And just kick Star-Lord's butt. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that would be cool. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Didn't have time to research the Eternals. There's too much comic book stuff as is. But yes, that is what I have for movie news this week. Awesome. Well, thanks, Daniel. All right. Well, moving on here. Yeah, let's talk about the movies we have seen this week and weekly look back. So first off, how do you like the stout? I think it's a good stout. Good stout? Coffee cake. That was a, not cheesecake. Coffee cake is what it's supposed to have. A okay. Kind of yeah. It's got like a flavor too. It's not too sweet. I tell you the title of it, but that's downstairs on the other can. Yep. <laughs> Just, just I can't believe cage. when I was short, I just I'm short pouring like all right IPA. I'm like something's horribly wrong. What is going on here? That is not IPA. <laughs> all right, that's all right. Those are okay. You know what? Maybe we'll save it for next week. I mean, I wasn't we'll really see. catching on. Like I've had a hazy IPA that was like brown because it had like coffee in it. Although to be fair, that IPA or that hazy IPA was trash, straight well, trash. Mm. It was so gross. Well, this is pretty good. Yeah, this I is good. Coffee cakes. I can taste like the sweetness and the coffee taste to it. I, I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah. Obsidian Stout's one of my favorites that has that really good, strong coffee taste to oh, it. Oh, yeah. That one's that one it's really one of my does. favorite of Stout's. Yeah, it's not really the right time of year for Stout's, but when I was up there grabbing the, the IPA, that's what I ma- went for. I decided like, to grab another can. I'm like, well, I'm up here. I might as well grab something else. Might as well. And I remember really enjoying that uh, last time I was there, so I grabbed a can of it. So, yeah. Here we are. Anywhere? All right, so why don't you go first since you have so many to talk about? Yeah, I have what? Let me ca- let me count them up. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, 
Six movies. All right. Not including the first Godzilla from 2014. That would make seven. Wow. All right. Yeah, let's save that for Godzilla talk in general. All right, Daniel. So Daniel has been busy this week seeing movies. Daniel? (laughs) I've been busy slash not busy at all, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Like my girlfriend's out of town. I mean, no, my girlfriend was in town. I watched four of these movies (laughs) with her. So. It was raining. I will. Except it, it was It, it was so sunny yesterday. <laughs> but here, here it's okay. It's okay. Like some days you just like I do stuff all the time. I, I hate that guilt feeling. Like I just want to watch something right now, but it's so nice out. I don't know what to do. I know that's great about <laughs> Oregon. I don't have to feel guilty nine months out of the year. Yeah. But so the first thing I watched was I rewatched with my girlfriend. <laughs> Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Like we were just hanging out, we just eating dinner, and we were like, we didn't really want to watch a TV show. Didn't want to watch Bob Burgers for the umpteenth time. So we just nobody trying- does. I mean, I do a lot. I watch it a lot, but we were just looking for something fun, maybe something that we didn't necessarily have to pay attention to, just something fun and funny. So we decided to look through the movies. I'm like, oh, let's let's check out Jumanji. Like I've seen it already. I only saw it once in theaters, but. We just sat down, had a good time watching Jumanji. Made us laugh. I think I think it's a perfectly okay movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that since theaters. I will definitely watch it again before the sequel comes out. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. That was like just a switch your brain off, have fun kind of movie. I know, something that I keep getting like it screws up in my brain because they call it Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. But all like the, like the new stuff that comes out is like Jumanji 3 with The Rock is you know, finished production or whatever. And I'm like, wait, did they make another one that I didn't see? Because I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Welcome to the Jungle. They're calling that Jumanji 2. That always trips me up for some reason. Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, will this take place in a jungle world or will it be, we're going somewhere different, we're going to space this time? Like, I'm kind of curious to see a trailer for this new one. I would kind of laugh if they just, like, switch the video, like, just Jumanji, but it's, like, like, a third world country and you're, like, a modern warfare soldier. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah, we yep. should probably be getting at least a teaser trailer for it soon because, I mean, it comes out in November, I think. Yeah. It would be kind of hilarious if Jumanji made space Jumanji and just erases Athura from everybody's memory. Yeah, I never even saw that. I know what you're talking about, but I never saw that. I know. I just When I was a kid, I was just like, oh, cool. And now as a adult, I'm like, oh, it's, it's space Jumanji. I saw a film this week. Not as many as you, but... I- Let's go here. For the first time ever, I saw the movie. came out in 1995. Four Rooms. So Four Rooms is an anthology film directed by four different directors. Uh, I'll read their names here. You've got Allison Anders, Alexandra Rockwell, Robert Rodriguez, and Quentin Tarantino. So each one of these wrote and directed a segment of a movie. So Four Rooms basically revolves around... So Tim Roth is the main guy in this. He plays a bellboy. Mm-hmm. And so he, he just got hired on at this hotel. I believe it's his first night at the hotel. So he's just down at the desk, taking care of business, gets called up to rooms. And every time he gets called up to a room and goes to a room, that's a you know a segment written directed by one of the directors. Okay. Um, I'll just give you, I guess, a couple quick skinnies. So the first room he goes to mm-hmm. is a bunch of witches. Trying to resurrect one of their friends. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, some of the cast members here. Sorry, bear with me. Mm, read off some of the witches. So Madonna plays one of them. Um, 
uh, Eon Sky, I believe. How do you say it? I O N E. Ion. Eon. Eon. It, it sounds like Ion, but it might be Eon. Oin Sky. Eon. We'll just call her. Um, Sky. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say we'll call her Diane Court because that's who she plays in Say Anything. Okay. So we got her, and we've also got uh, Lily Taylor, who's also in Say Anything. Uh, have you seen Say Anything? I feel like I have because it's one of your all-time favorite movies, so I swear I've had to have seen it by now. Yeah, so Lily Taylor plays one of her friends in the movie, and she's the one that has, like, you know, her boyfriend broke up with her, so she wrote all these songs about him, and she's, like, at a party on her guitar singing, like, that'll never be me! That'll never be me! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, they're in it along with Madonna, and then... A f- uh, you know, a couple other gals here, but yeah. So that was that was that was the first one. So he, yeah, he walks in this whole thing, and like these witches are trying to. Re- they all bring something like from breast milk to tears to try to resurrect their friend. Well, one of them was supposed to bring the sperm of some guy, and she failed because she decided to uh, swallow. Ooh. So they need sperm. Tim Roth, the bellboy, comes in, and they're like, "All right, fulfill your duty. Get sperm." All the gals leave and leave uh, Diane Court to uh, seduce Tim Roth and uh, get his swimmers. And this is just a quarter of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds hilarious, and I need to watch this. Yeah. No, it's and I and I, at first I didn't know what to, I was like walking into. I guess I, upon rewatch, I know I will like this more and more. Like the more I rewatch it, the more it's, it the sounds like it. So the second room he goes to, this guy, he walks in and this guy, like, gun, everything, girl's tied up, she's got um, she's got the <laughs> gag in her mouth, keeping her shut and everything like that. So he walks in and the guy immediately thinks that he's the guy that, uh, so Ted is the name of the, the bellboy, Ted. And he thinks, this is the guy my wife's sleeping with. And just this whole thing just blows escal- up, escalates from there. Then the next story, Antonio Banderas is in this one. <laughs> so this is the Rod- Robert Rodriguez one. Antonio right. Banderas is in this one. And he and his wife, they got a couple kids. They're going out for a night in the town, leave the two kids behind, and the two kids just wreck havoc in the hotel. Right. Like, I don't want to give anything away. Cause there's I don't just, know. I'm, I'm loving There's this, a like... lot of good surprises. So yeah, I don't want to give anything away. But yeah, that one was probably one of my favorites of them. Then the next one is called the man from hollywood and it's an actor and he's got a couple of his entourages with him bruce willis is the guy in this too so tarantino plays the main guy okay so this is this is the one that's written directed by tarantino okay he plays the main guy bruce willis is there a couple others and yeah there's just i don't want to give too much away this whole interaction with the bellboy and then they put it place a bet and the bet is he's going to give away his classic car the actor to one of his friends if he can light a Zippo lighter 10 times in a row. <laughs> if he doesn't, he his fingertip gets cut off. Oh. That's the bet. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So anyway. That sounds awesome. Anyway, this is it was a lot of fun. Um, I would like to rewatch it again. I was watched it late at night, like after midnight. So I was really, yeah, I was, t- I was tired. Still had enough energy to watch it. But I think if I watched it earlier in the day... And it's just like, now that I know what to expect, it'll be better. How long was it? Hour and a half. Is it on Amazon? You have to rent it. Yeah. Ah, it's available okay. for rent on Amazon. Okay. But yeah, you can rent it. Because you said Amazon. I'm like, man, I might, I might just go home and watch that after yeah. this. Yeah, $3.99, rent it. Yeah. 
right. Well, I'll definitely just check that out. Just use your card and not mine. What? <laughs> I said just use your card and not mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of fun, though. Yeah, four rooms. You know, This is part of my Quentin Tarantino marathon. Watching stuff that he's written, directed, or just written, or whatever. You know what? So, yeah, full Fiction will probably be next week, but yeah. Okay. Four rooms. That sounds awesome. I definitely have to check that out. I like it's like after you said like he walks into witches, I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. Doing their little witch, and yeah, it was a lot of fun seeing Madonna too. Uh, awesome. Yeah, Madonna is a witch, but yeah, seeing uh, Diane Cortho as a witch was fun. Okay, all right. For personal reasons too. Okay, all right. Well, sounds fun. Okay, so I know it seemed like I had a huge number of movies, but three movies just get to be clumped together into one section. To watch all men in black or something no 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 <laughs> so i mean i sent a picture to you i was just like i was just hanging out with my girlfriend we had just seen a movie that i'll talk about a little later but uh we came home and we were just making dinner and just like oh wh- what do you want to do i'm like oh, i don't know let's just sit down and watch the movie like i haven't just sat down and hung out with her like for a whole day in a while so i'm like hey let's let's watch toy story Okay, uh, so we sat down and we watched Toy Story. You watched the whole trilogy. We watched all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went. We just like watched the first one. Like we started at like three thirty, four o'clock, and I we're just like, okay, all right. Um, that was fun. We had we had a good time. She's like, we should just watch the second one. I'm like, sure, yeah, why not? We'll watch the second one. Finish the second one, and then after that, my girlfriend's like, screw it. Yeah, let's just do the third one. So we watched the entire trilogy in one go. Awesome. And they're all an hour and a half, so they just go super quick. Yeah, they go down smooth. They do. Like they're it's so fast. And we just had a blast. And it's so cool to watch like the first Toy Story. And even from the first to the second one, like it just looks a lot better. And especially from the second one to the third one, it just looks incredible. So we sat down, we watched the whole trilogy had a great time, and I actually wrote down some things that I never noticed before in Toy Story. Ooh, that's gonna be good. So, I mean, like the A13, I know about that now. I didn't know about that when I first watched it, but in the first two, it's on the mom's car. Now, that's her license plate number, it's the A113. Okay. Um, I didn't actually notice it in the third one. I think, I, I think it was on one of the rooms in the daycare. But, we on for folks that don't know what that means let them know oh yeah for a113 is like pixar's little easter egg they put in every single one of their movies it's the room number that their class was in i believe right i think so yeah, yeah. so it has something to do with cal arts like it i think there was their classroom in cal arts but it was um john lassiter john, john, john lassiter john lassiter's dormitory no i don't know <laughs> it, it has something to do with lassiter though so yeah, we watched all three. I wrote down a couple of things in the first one when they're doing like a staff meeting at the very beginning. On the bookshelf, there's a book called Tin Toy from their like one of the I think that's the original Pixar short, isn't it? It's one I don't think it's the first one, but it's one of the very first ones. And I that's the one with that creepy baby. Yeah. I mean, this is like Late 80s CGI, but oh my gosh, that baby is creepy. That baby does not look good. Mm-mm. No. no and it, then, it looks like a monster. Like, it's supposed to be all cute and everything. No. And one of the other books was called Knick Knack, which I think is another one of their uh That's the shorts. 
That's the, the snowman trying to escape his globe. That's what I thought. Okay. And also, in the third one, when Ham's flipping... Or, no, it's the second one. They're trying to find the commercial with the chicken man. So Ham's flipping through all the channels, and you see like a ton of Pixar shorts like go by in an instant while they're flipping through channels. And the last thing that I thought was just hilarious... Um, later at the end of the first one, when Woody's in Sid's room, like trapped in that like milk carton thing mm-hmm. and he's hiding under a piece of paper, the book that he's hiding under is called improvised interrogation techniques. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. From the U S military. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> so, hilarious. I'm just like, wow. Cause I always, I always noticed Benford on the toolbox above him. That's holding him down. Oh yeah. Benford tools, which is always a funny, like little, uh, gag there. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, one of the running things, I think it was in the second Toy Story, when they're trying to jam the batteries back into the walkie-talkie. Those batteries are for buy in bulk, the like the big corporation from Wally. Mm-hmm. Oh. So they started that like like that's the corporation that they reference a lot throughout their early movies. I think all of their movies. But yeah, so I just thought that was hilarious that his he was hiding under a book called Improvised interrogation techniques I'm like yeah, man say, that kid is messed up yeah, i can say i can't say i've ever <laughs> noticed that before well cool yes i will be watching all this whole trilogy again myself before uh the third fourth one comes out yeah i know i'm like i'm glad i'm all caught up now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> wasn't no, it, planning on it i love these movies it's been a while since i've seen them i'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching them in the next couple weeks cause... yeah if you just start early it's a great movie day to just take all of these out in one go there's so much fun yeah, no, it's good stuff. And I think they hold up. I know a lot of people say the first one CGI doesn't hold up, but I'm like, it's it's really good still. I get the dog doesn't look great, though. No, <laughs> oh, Sid's dog? Yeah. Yeah, eh, whatever, though. It's the first full all the, I know, CGI And I film. noticed, because I know this in retrospect, like the people don't look good in the first one, and all the kids at Andy's birthday party are essentially his same face, just plastered on all these other kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just changed the hair, <laughs> but whatever. It was a good time. Whatever. Hey, you know what? They set, they set the trend. I mean, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Absolutely. We wouldn't have How to Train Your Dragon if it weren't for Toy Story. And I do love How to Train Your Dragon. If Toy Story didn't pick, like, decide to have a fourth one, it would be right up there with my favorite trilogies. Might still be. Okay, so I saw another film in theaters and. Yeah, this was fun. There was a theater in town playing Jaws. Which so. I'm so jealous. One of those movies, I am ashamed to say, never seen it. Never seen it. Well, it's up there anytime you want to borrow it. I know, and it's on like Amazon. I, I see it streaming all over all the time. Oh, actually, I put it on our uh, Movies Anywhere account, too. So oh, it's, yeah. It's on there, too. So, yeah, anytime you want, Daniel. I got no excuse. Nope. But, yeah, so Jaws in theaters, amazing. I haven't watched this in a few years, but, yeah, it was... It's Jaws, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen Jaws. Fun movie, just fun adventure movie. This is like the original summer blockbuster. Came out, you know, a year before Star Wars. It's directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I went with a gal friend of mine, and we just had a good time watching it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I know. It's what We the... sat like five rows back, too, so like the action is just right there. I mean... You know, some some stuff is a little dated, but whatever. You know what? Who cares? I know, but you it's know, a good story. I know. I I've always wanted to watch this, like, because I know it's like Plaster's like the original blockbuster movie, and I gotta see it. I mean, it's on the AFI Top 100. 
Which so now I just absolutely have to because I've been checking those off. Yeah. Oh, it's it's right up there if you ever want to borrow it. But yeah, check it out. It was just a lot of fun. I'm gonna yeah, just talk more about the experience. It, it was a lot of fun just to go see it on the big screen. Yeah, it's just I love seeing classic movies on the big screen, and this when I saw that was playing, I'm like, oh my god, I totally gotta go see that. So I, re- it, I remember when I was a kid, my mom like they they used to have like the they would show a movie at like the water park while you're just sitting in the pool and one of the movies they played was jaws i'm like no no i hate the ocean already if i think there's a fucking shark in the pool there's no way in hell i'm watching that movie (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) i can't handle it to this day i can't i get nervous in murky pools still it's weird it doesn't make sense it's just weird it's got shark phobia i do I really do. All right. What else did you see here? All right. The next one I saw was a little movie called Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Nice, nice. I'm a little jealous. I haven't seen it yet. Well, let me tell you, not what I was expecting. And I know people are going to hate to hear it. I was immediately comparing it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Sorry, but that's just the closest movie I've seen to this one in recent times. I can and I will. (laughs) <laughs> so because going in i thought it was going to be like behemoth so like you you tell the story you play the hits while he's singing them in concert but immediately that expectation was subverted because in the the first song is a whole musical number and it like and it walks the line between like i feel like it's about s- like i don't know like 60% musical numbers, 40% biopic. Like, cause there is some where he's just in concert singing one of his classic songs and it's just not much else to the scene. But then other times they do like these big musical numbers and they're really cool too. Like I really liked it a lot. It was just weird. I, I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't commit to one or the other, but kind of like played with it a little bit. So that was a little bit weird. I mean, the movie was just weird and I, uh, my girlfriend, who I went with, is a huge, huge John or Elton John fan, and she even's like that was weird. But I don't know. It still was a lot of fun, and I think if you like Elton John, especially, you're gonna love it. I think if you just like musicals and biopics, I think you're also still gonna like this movie. I don't know. I had a bunch of fun. Uh, Elton or not Elton? <laughs> What's the Kingsman kid's name? Whoever plays Elton John. But he was great. Taron. Yeah. Egerton, I think it is. Yeah. Aaron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Yeah. Something like that. But he was really great. He's the one singing as Elton John. And I remember even seeing little snippets leading up to this that Elton John was on set for his sex scenes. That could have not have been more awkward, I'm sure. (laughs) But... Yeah, no, it was it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. It felt like it moved a little slow though. Like just again, compared to Pain Rhapsody, like that movie like moves really fast. This one felt like very slow compared to that, but it was still pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I will uh, hopefully be seeing that in the next couple of days, and I'll uh, give you my thoughts on it next time. Okay, all right. But yeah, cool. Anything else? I got one more. All right, go ahead. Which is, Jordan assigned me this movie, and I finally watched American Beauty. 
this was not what I was expecting either. Like, one, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. I'm like, all right, well, Jordan likes a lot of weird stuff. He swears by this movie, but, you know, who knows? This movie's amazing. <laughs> but my girlfriend also swears by this movie, and I'm like, well, I know what she likes, so who knows? And then I watched it, I'm like, holy shit. I, like, it took me about 30 minutes to really get interested it starts out a little slow, but it, I mean, I don't know, it's two hours. I don't know. Like, I, it took me a minute. That's all I'm saying. I see your judgmental looks. I'm sorry. It took me about 30 minutes to get into it. But, like, once that kind of goes, I'm, like, really just, like, really got involved in this movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. It was just how I kind of, like, kept thinking about it was that it had, it was like a, like, how it was shot. And how everything moved is like has a surreal like feel to it, but it's a surreal feel on a very realistic thing that happens to a lot of people. How like the main issue is this uh, the main character like he hates his wife, his wife hates him, they've grown apart. You know, it's just like it's a very surreal experience for a very real thing that happens to a lot of people. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to go about it. And then it follows his uh, daughter and her and this her boyfriend eventually and her friend. And I don't know. It was it's just a very interesting experience. I don't think I've ever watched a movie that felt quite like that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. It's it's if it's not top 10, it's definitely top 20. I I really, really like that movie that much. Like, yeah. Oh, excuse me. And one of the weird things is as soon as I watched it and I like let it seep in and I was thinking about it today. I'm like, man, I almost want to just like after we're done recording, like I almost want to go home and watch it again. Like that's how much I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Just uh, the feel of it was just it's it just I, I never felt anything like that while watching a movie. So now I'm just kind of obsessed right now. That's cool. No, that's cool to hear. I mean, this this movie is just amazing like acting the, the story is everything just things that happen and i like how they sprinkle a little bit of humor all throughout like that is great too like good moments like one of my favorite moments in the movie is the dinner scene after he quits his job yes past the asparagus honey <laughs> i didn't lose my job it's not like oops where'd my job go i quit yes and what my fa- i think my favorite most humorous scene was the drive through scene when he catches his wife cheating on him and they're just in the drive through because he doesn't know that he's working out at burger joint smile you're mr smiley's <laughs> yes and i love just like like and that she jumps out of her skin i know i love that because like that the other lady who works at the drive through was right next to him she's like oh you're busted she's like i don't think this concerns you and he's like Technically, she's the manager of the drive-thru, so you're in her jurisdiction. <laughs> he just kind of gives like a little, yeah, yeah. that's right, bitch. <laughs> Look. And I love how he's just like, you can't tell me to do anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, oh, there's so many. I mean, we could do a whole episode on this. Maybe we should eventually do a flashback episode on this, because I would love to just talk all American Beauty. I mean, there's just so many great moments in this movie. It, it was. It was. And just the overall psychology of this movie is just great. I know. Like, there was a... I don't know. Like, yeah, it seems like beating a dead horse. Like, hey, American Beauty won an Academy Award. It's awesome, apparently. I never knew. Now I know. And I'm probably going to watch this again within the month. Oh, I think you should watch it within the week. 
Probably, probably <laughs> After will. you watch some more season two of Stranger Things, Daniel's trying to catch up before the new season starts. He's a little behind. I know. But it's one of those things like, do I watch a movie or two episodes of Stranger Things? Stranger <laughs> Things. Yeah. I don't know. Right now, it probably it's, should be. It's good, though. I mean, I'm trying to think here of things to say. I don't, I don't know how to talk about this in a nutshell. It's just so hard to talk about in a nutshell because I just want to explode. I mean, everything is good from this, from the cinematography to the score. This is one of my favorite music scores of all time. One of the things, like, that, that's something I really noticed about the music score is it's, like, not, like, there's no, like, real high highs or really low lows. Like, it, it was weird how most of the score that I noticed was played on, like, xylophones with some other instruments mixed in. But, like, that's what I notice most it, is it's that. A, yeah, it's a phenomenal it, score. Um, yeah, I just... Everything, like, Brett, Chris Chris Cooper, right? The neighbor? The Marines? Yes. He's phenomenal in this. The, I forget the actor's name right now, but the guy that plays Ricky, his son. Yeah. Awesome. Thor of Birch, I mean... The only thing... So, what you, you probably haven't seen Thor of Birch since you were a kid. And that's the one who was in Monkey Trouble? Monkey Trouble Girl, yes. Yeah, that was a little weird. That kind of blew my mind when you're like, yeah, from Monkey Trouble? I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, well, Monkey Trouble Girl grew up a little bit. Okay, now she's giving my monkey trouble. <laughs> just, uh, oh, Cheers. Cheers. Uh, uh, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I love uh, yeah, Thor Birch, which I've only seen her in, I think, in Monkey Trouble, American Beauty, and Ghost World. That's the only three movies I've ever seen her in. But uh, Mina Savari that plays Angela, her friend, I love her in this role. Like, I first saw her in 1999, like, I probably summer 1999, American Pie, and then saw this movie later in the fall. But yes, yeah, she's the choir girl in American Pie. She is phenomenal, I think, in this. I mean, there's there's good moments with her, too. Like, back to the humor, one of my favorite moments is when uh, Jane Jane offers Ricky a ride home, and he's like, no, you know what, I think I'm going to walk. And she's like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to walk, too. And she's like, what? That's like almost a mile. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we should probably do a throwback episode. Like, this year is its 20th anniversary, I think, right? Came yeah, out no, I, I'd, love, I'd love to do a whole episode on this movie because there's just so much to talk about. But, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's move on here. We are already probably about 40 minutes or so into this. Let's, uh, let's uh, <laughs> switch over and we'll do the quick review on godzilla i'll watch less movies next week i promise yeah <laughs> it's all right it's all right yeah i would i had a couple more i wanted to watch but i've been trying to keep, catch up on uh, stranger things season two also and kind of recap right it's, i've been having so much fun i've only three episodes in but i've been having so much fun watching stranger things again yeah i know i just keep thinking i'm like all right well i if i keep putting it off then fourth of july is going to be here like tomorrow so i just gotta True. start it and just keep going well, speaking of stranger things Miley Bobby Brown is in a movie this last week. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Woo! Let's get into some Godzilla here. So, Godzilla King of Monsters, written by Michael Doherty and Zach Shields. Directed by Michael Doherty. I think that's how you say his name. Like, I think he spells it the same way as Shannon Doherty, so we'll go Doherty. Starring Kyle Chandler, who was in Manchester by the Sea, as well as Friday Night Lights. Vera Farminga, I think that's how you say her last name. She's from Departed, Boys in Striped Pajamas. Okay. And then, of course, Miley Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Good stuff. And then, yeah, of course, we have Ken Watanabe reprising his role from the original Godzilla. Sally Hawkins also reprising her role. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, Bradley Whitford, Charles uh, Dance, I believe. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the one that played the uh, well, bad guy. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's our cast here. So yeah, Godzilla is back. This time he's brought more friends with him. Five years have passed since the events that rocked San Francisco. As the world is recovering from the fact that monsters do actually exist outside of the movies and TVs, a new threat arises. More titans. So many that cryptozoological agency known as Monarch, personally I like the name S.H.I.E.L.D. better, but whatever, (laughs) doesn't know what to do. But hey, you know what? That's okay, because we, the audience, are far more interested in watching the monsters duke it out in the ring and fight for the greatest title of all, King of the Monsters. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of Godzilla, King of Monsters in a nutshell. My overall thoughts, so yeah, I saw the first one a couple weeks back, thought it was pretty awesome. This new one, I enjoyed it, but I got a few things with it. Mostly it's just the monster bashing, monster versus monster stuff was awesome. The human stuff just didn't quite stick the landing and got kind of, you know, I got kind of bored with the human stuff. I just wanted to go back to the monsters fighting. Right. Because, you know, we talked about last time how, you know, what these are like, kind of disaster movies. Yeah. You got to have a story around the disaster to make it, you know, hour and a half, two hour movie. And I thought the first one was good. I liked the characters in the first one. I was invested in them. But this new one, the characters are, they're fine. I don't think they suck. But I don't know. Towards the end, I was just getting bored with the human characters and just wanted to go back to the monster fighting. Right. Like, that's what I'm here to see. Monsters fighting. And I so, think that's an inevitable part of monster movies. Yeah, and there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, I thought the the uh, designs were good for the monsters themselves. Yeah. Um, I loved um, Eleven. Let's call her Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was great. Like, I, I think she's a good actress. Um, hopefully, she does do some more breakout stuff and can eventually leave Eleven behind and move on. Because, I mean, I did kind of see a lot of Eleven watching this. Like, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my gosh, Eleven, save yourself. Like, oh, my gosh, Eleven. Like, oh. Come just, on, snap just, his neck. Just use your powers. <laughs> and just, yeah, snap their necks and escape. <laughs> Come on. You can do it, Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's waiting for you. <laughs> I know. It's kind of hard to separate her because that's the only thing she's been in until this movie, I think. Or at least anything that I've seen. Anything mainstream, at least, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's kind of my general thoughts. Overall, I thought it was fine, but... Yeah, the human stuff got kind of stale. Right. So I think I have similar thoughts to you. I mean, I just saw Godzilla, the 2014 one, a few days ago um, in preparation. And then going into those, I'm like, okay, like the first one, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was more a disaster movie than the monster movie. But I thought, I'm like, okay, like the acting was good. I mean, uh, can't remember his name. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston's character was great. I mean, he's really good. So going into this one, I'm like, okay, cool. Like that, the human part of the first one was on par. Like the the acting was really good, and the monster fighting was even cooler. So in this one, that's more of what I'm expecting, except for elevated. And instead, yeah, you got a lot of human drama with not as good of actors, but the monster fighting was kicked up quite a bit. So it definitely is more just like you're waiting for those monster fights to keep happening. So yeah, overall, like, uh, it was all right. Uh, it wasn't quite what I was expecting it to be. I guess is where I'll leave my initial thought. Okay, would you say just a slightly bit underwhelming? I would say yeah, slightly underwhelming. That's the thing that's like when the monsters were duking it out, I was having a good time. I was loving it, 
And then the human stuff was, it was like, it, again, it, I don't think it sucked, but it was, it was okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would have been as noticeable, like I said, if the acting was on par with the first one. Yeah. But we're following completely different characters. So these, the, the characters from the last one, who knows? They're probably dead. Who knows? <laughs> I don't I don't know. At least Brian Cranston's dead. Spoiler. <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think they're fine, but I guess they just like, well, what more of their story are we going to tell? So let's just move on to some new yeah. characters. And I'm definitely and, not and against fine. that. And that's fine. I mean, I thought they were fine. I mean, so yeah, I mean, we're following around a divorced couple and, you know, they got their daughter in common still. And yeah, they're both, uh, what was he a part of though originally back in like the, Around the events of the first one, I get that she's a scientist working for this company, the Monarch. She's she's a part of the Monarch. They together, I guess, invented this device that talks to the monsters. Yeah, the Orca. Because mm-hmm. it was a I, they. I don't know. He said that it was like a grad school project, like that they were trying to like make it so like uh, whales would stay away from like shallow water so they wouldn't get beached. This is essentially the project. So it, I don't even know what he was doing. It really only mentions like. You know, that that's his ex-wife. They went to they did grad school together. They worked on this project. But I don't know what he was doing while she was working for this company, which I mean, if she was working for the company, he could have probably been a stay at home dad. Seems pretty comfy. Well, yeah, I'm trying to to remember what he did do, because, yeah, I mean, it picks up that, you know, they lost their son in the events of 2014 when San Francisco's destroyed. They lost their son in that. They still their daughter left. But yeah, that kind of throw the family apart, and they're living in separate states, right? I guess. Oh, I guess. Well, in, when he's in living in Colorado, he's like a wildlife like observer, ex, expert like in like studying like pack habits and stuff like that, and how animals like hunt and like their behavioral. So he he's probably did something like that while she was working for Monarch. I don't. I never got the impression that he was working for the that uh, corporation, private division. I don't. I don't know what to call it scientific research place mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> cryptozoological whatever they call it agency <laughs> yeah essentially monsters yeah. They, they, they trap monsters <laughs> so their characters were fine i mean the mother eventually makes some decisions that I, I didn't agree with but i mean she thought it was for the best but yeah makes makes you not like her character at all which which is fine yeah i mean she's not meant to be likable she's not meant to be likable and I don't know. And then like her, you know, is that spoiler to talk about her like and like where her arc goes and they try and have a redemption arc for her that doesn't really feel right. See, I don't know because I it feels I, rushed. I feel like that is kind of spoilery-ish. Okay, well we can cut it out if we decided spoileries. But the mom, what a bitch. <laughs> that's spoilers. And that's not spoilers because that happens right off out of the gate. What a bitch. <laughs> right, real quick, I'm gonna go pee real quick. Okay. Back from a break. Yeah, sorry, I had really had to pee. <laughs> it was getting very distracted. I could tell. All right, so back to Godzilla <laughs> King of Monsters. I mean, overall, I, st- I still enjoyed this overall. I don't think it was a bad movie at all. I had a good time still. I love watching them duke it out with the other monsters. Um, the moth, when it was, you know, it made its, you know, cocooned itself behind a waterfall. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And yeah, when it hatched and it just became its giant butterfly i mean the monsters look cool i like the designs of them uh yeah what was the other one the king Ghidorah, the three-headed monster i thought he was really cool the one that they refer to as a hydra which technically hydras have six heads 
But yeah, he's a he's a Hydra. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. There were some really cool shots in this too, like when he went up in the sky and basically just like lightning flying out of him. I mean, there was just a really cool shot of him that I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the monsters. I mean, yeah, they kind of feature him and like two other monsters really, but there's like a handful in the movie that you see, which. I don't know that spoilers because you kind of just blow past them like they don't really have any bearing on the story. Yeah, I don't know if it's really spoilers. I mean, I think people are expecting to see a lot of monsters in this one. Yeah, because I mean, in the uh, in the movie, they say that Monarch has seven, like a bunch of bases all over the world, and they ha- are guarding seventeen plus Titans that they've found. So we still haven't even seen like half of them. Mm-mm. But one of them that we did see that. Even though you kind of see it briefly, I thought it looked really cool. It was like a mammoth gorilla sort of looking thing. Yeah, the woolly mammoth kind of one. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was it, cool. I thought that was a cool design. I'm like, man, I wish I wish we would have seen Godzilla fight that. Yeah, absolutely. that's what I was kind of hoping for. I was kind of hoping Godzilla would have interactions with a lot of these monsters, kind of duking it out. Again, just fighting for the title. Right. We do see him go up against the uh, three-headed monster quite a bit, and that was very enjoyable. I had a good time watching that. Yeah, he really only goes against the 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 three-headed hydra who's the main dude, the uh competing alpha, I guess. And then he only goes against the like the flying kind of lava pterodactyl. Yeah. I think you see that one in the previews too. Yeah, yeah, you do. So, yeah, and which I mean, I kind of like that first fight where he's trying to fight it and the pterodactyl's like, "Screw this," and he just flies up and leaves. And Godzilla just like is screaming. He's like, "I hate that I can't fly." Yeah, damn. Why can't I fly? Yeah. So, but yeah. So yeah, Godzilla. I guess what has he been just underwater this whole time? Just yeah, I guess out? he's been like res- like hibernating, kind of like restoring himself for the past five years. You know, the general public seem to have lost like complete like they don't m- like the military doesn't know where he is. Only Monarch really knows where he is. I mean, they seem to, like, haven't figured out, like, they had stuff tracking his heart rate and everything like that. Yeah, like, so they, 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 they knew exactly his, where he yeah, was. they follow him. They know his trails and everything like that all over the globe. But yeah, good stuff, though. And there's, I mean, there's a lot There's a lot of fun stuff in this. Um, God, I'm trying to think what we can talk about with that. So I don't want to spoil this movie for people. Yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, something that I will say, and we kind of like touched on just a little bit, is one thing that I was hoping for is like you know, like Godzilla one, like it's a lot of mostly story and a little bit of monster fighting. So I thought maybe for this one we just get all monster fighting, just a little bit of story. Now I'm sad to say they felt like to me they Pacific Rim two'd it, <laughs> where they focused a lot more on the story, and I guess there's more monster fighting. But it still seems like it was backseat to the story. Yeah, and I feel like it should have been switched. And I, around. And I felt like this was—I felt like it was a little long. This felt at least twenty minutes too long. Yeah, I think it was like—I think it's almost the same like size. I think it's like two hours, twelve minutes, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what you cut out, but there's definitely like some of the human elements you just cut out or you rewrite and just—you make it move faster. Yeah, but I just want to see monsters fighting. Well, I know, we, and I don't understand why, like, how could they not know? It's like, we're just, when you're go- watching the human elements, you're like, all right, I am literally just trying to get back to the fighting of the monsters. Yeah, I mean, if this was, like, an hour and a half movie, and, like, even a third of it was monster fighting, awesome movie. Yeah. Fully awesome. All for it. But I think, yeah, the length and the amount of, like, human drama you see, it kind of holds it we, back we a just, little bit. Yeah, we didn't need it. I mean, I'm trying. 
Should we go into spoilers? Should we go into spoilers? Here? We can just go into spoilers. I mean, there's like, it's pretty typical monster movie stuff, but you know, yeah. we're going to talk about specifics. Yeah, overall, overall, still enjoyed this quite a bit. It was very entertained. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go into spoilers here. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Still definitely recommend this movie and see it on the big screen. I mean, yeah, this is the definition of a blockbuster. All right, so going into spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. All right, now in spoiler talk. So, all right, what do you want to spoil, Daniel? Okay. What were some things that kind of cheesed you a little bit? Okay, well, like I said, they Pacific Rim 2 did it, because Pacific Rim 1, awesome. Just gigantic robots finding gigantic kaijus. Awesome. Killer blockbuster. Second one, the worst part about the first one was the story and the human element. So what do they do in the second one? They make that the main focus, and you don't even see a monster fighting anything to like an hour in. That cheesed me off in that movie. So it kind of feels like they actually see monster fighting earlier than that, thank God. But they still focus more on the... It feels like they focus more on the human element well, they really than they want do us, the monster. Yeah, they want us to care about these characters. And quite frankly, I did a little bit, but not too much. Like, it's kind of funny. I wanted Eleven to win... <laughs> I don't know, that's not her name. That's what Madison is her name. Yeah. I wanted her to win more than anybody else in this. I didn't care about her parents as much. Her parents just... They were just kind of there. Like, their act... I mean, okay. Uh, the dad's actor, Kyle Chandler. Like, I like him in a lot of stuff. Like, he's the dad in Super 8, and I super love oh, that movie. Yeah. Um, Which is also Stranger Things-esque as well. Um, but, like, in this movie, I'm just like, he's whispering for, like, almost all of his dialogue. He's just like telling me that you know these monsters and you're not gonna kill them and like he, well, and what was it with with him like so what who what was his character exactly because why all of a sudden is the the military listening to him he's the dad he's the person that knows the scientist whose daughter was taken like that's really just it but still they're like letting him call a lot of shots not every shot but they're letting him call a lot of shots i know because he's still like a, an expert on like like animal behavior i guess and technically these are animals so maybe but at the same time no and also okay there's a lot of things that bugged me in this movie go for it one of the things i noticed i'm like i guess lay out the like some plot is like people are trying to set all of the the, all the titans free like they're essentially eco-terrorists that are trying to like restore the natural order of things like get rid of like a lot of the human population and have like the earth reclaim the land sort of stuff now they keep going to these like monarch facilities that house all these titans and they go in there with like a handful of guys and then take over the whole facility why the fuck aren't there a lot more people with guns guarding these gigantic monsters like it seems like they kill like 10 people it's like we have the facility i'm like what yeah, that's a, that's a good question. No, that's a good question. Like, I mean, the Antarctica stuff, yeah. like Yeah, like, yeah, it's remote and most people can't get there, but you still think you'd have an ass load of guys. Especially, you're, there they're defending the baddie of baddies. Yeah, like that one is, like, you should have more people with guns to guard these things. Yeah. Like, that's just one of the leaps of logic. I'm like, okay, like, I get it. Big, bombastic blockbuster. Totally fine. A lot of leaps with logic, but that's one of the things I'm like, you're a super organized organization trying to keep this from the world. You think you'd just be like up to your eyes and guards. Like just 
everywhere. Like you think there'd be like key cards for every other door. I, I don't know. Like that's one of the things that like bugged me is it just seemed way too easy for them to take these facilities and set them free. Right. And it's not like they were coming in with very many people themselves either. Yeah, no, they like literally had like 10 people with them. Yeah. So I don't, I feel like 10 people as specialized as they are could, should not have been able to do what they did. That's just maybe that's nitpicky, but that just bugged the hell out of me throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that one scene. Uh, so I guess it was a caterpillar ish at the time. So the caterpillar, the mom and the daughter are in there trying to control it with that machine they have. Right. I like that moment. I thought that was kind of cool. And w- was that Justin Long playing the scientist that got shot? He got shot in the head, like when. The mom and the daughter are on the ramp. I think so. Is that scientist? That was Justin Long? I think so, yeah. Okay. I, I was like, I haven't seen that guy forever. But yeah, I think that was Justin Long. I'm like, man, I can't, haven't seen that guy forever. Well, I guess I'll see him. Not since, in, the, la- yeah. Not since the last Mac PC commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah. It was just, I don't know. And that whole, like, the mom's storyline just... Like, cause it starts out with her like working for Monarch. They like the Mothra cocoon like kind of hatches as a larva, and they try and communicate with it, and they kind of get it to work. And then the eco terrorists swoop in and kill everybody, all the all the scientists that work there, everybody. Again, too easy. Not enough security. <laughs> then lo and behold, mom's a bad. Yeah, mom. Because I mean, they they kidnap the mom and daughter. They're got them, you know. Yeah, they take them, take them, take them to Antarctica, and then yeah, that's when we discover mom's a baddie. Yeah, who worked with the eco terrorists to like betray her whole organization, and that's that's the thing that bugs me the most is the whole like turn is like, do you know why I did this? Because my son Matthew died, so now I think the whole world should die. I'm like, okay. Basically, a little bit of an extreme it, reaction. That video, that was kind of a crazy video too. Like while she's speaking, all these things on screen. I'm like, is this like some like elaborate video she made before? I know she's like had had effects, had different clips all set up, and it seemed like it was I mean, supposed to be probably just something to keep the audience engaged while she's giving her like five hour speech. Yeah, and on I'm just why like, she decided to do this. I know, and everybody's like, "You're crazy, lady," and I'm just like, "Yeah, you have not given me enough." reasons to give a shit about your plan right so so millions of people should die because why because your son died okay i get it this sucks but it just they did not flesh these characters out enough to make any of this mean anything and again around that point i'm like all right let's just go back to monsters fighting i want to see godzilla kick some ass again yeah i want to see him get in the ring and just start duking it out with some more monsters i know they lean like i said it just goes back to they lean too far into the human element when they should have leaned more into the monster element right yeah there wasn't it was a little it should have been i would have been fine with balance but it became unbalanced where the human stuff overtook the monsters. it was almost i would even say like maybe a 70 30 split of human 70 monsters 30 and it should have been like which i know effects are expensive so let's just make it an hour and a half hour 40 movie yeah, I think it would have helped a lot with cutting that out because there was a lot of humor in here that didn't fall flat. A lot of these characters fell flat. So, Who, wait, like all the tertiary characters. I know one I guess. one part uh, you didn't like. So we go to what looks like Atlantis in this movie. Yeah, this is like Atlantic City kind of thing, and it's kind of Godzilla's hideout where he kind of just his base where he just goes and 
recharges his radiation Re- recharges, levels. And yep. the, like at the core of the earth. So yeah, after nearly um, dying, Godzilla goes back there and he's kind of re- trying to recharge on his own. And like, we got to give him a boost. Let's nuke him and that'll boost him. <laughs> I know. And they make a big deal like, wow, look at all these ancient ruins. Everything's so incredible here. This is Godzilla's home. Let's blow it the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. And I'm just like, okay. I know. I thought it was just fun. I'm like, hey, can't yeah, you just like lure, I mean, lure him somewhere else and then light a nuke next to him? Like, let's reserve all this. But like, because they were like, oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. Well, that was one of the things, like, especially in the first one, like when like the monsters intercept like one of the nukes, they literally just eat, eat it. So I'm like, why can't you just put it in front of him? Like, if he's recharging, he'll probably eventually just lean over and take a bite. And th- wouldn't that do the same thing? It's not how nukes work, Daniel. I The radiation, that's how radiation <laughs> works. If he gets it in his body, it recharges him like a battery. Right. But no, they just blow it up. And I mean, especially that seemed weird just from watching the first Godzilla a few days ago, how their plan was to kill the monsters with the sheer impact of the explosion. And so this thing goes off right next to his face. And he's like, yeah. Which I'm like, have we established? Because I know he's like strong as hell, but is he actually like nuke proof? Yeah, is he indestructible? Because yeah, they lit that thing right by his head. And I'm like, it's one thing for a nuke to go off and he absorbs the energy from it. Right. From the radiation. But it's another thing right by his head. Like, wouldn't that blow his brains out? Yeah, you would think. So Apparently not. Maybe we're just and if that ain't going to kill him, then it's pretty humorous watching all these people shoot guns at him. I still don't understand. I'm like, we've been through this. Why are you shooting at them? They can't be killed by our shitty but. weapons. <laughs> so funny. I don't know. Yeah, just... That part kind of bugged me. And like, so submarines, you know, don't move super fast. They don't move at 100 miles an hour. And that and is the second part of that scene. That They drop, the they drop um, Kent Wananabe's character off. Self-sacrifice moment. Yep, and they got a minute. They leave. They leave it. Uh, he's got all. The, I don't want to say all the time in the world, but he he's got more than a minute. He's he's, he's gonna got... die no matter what. And they give him a minute to light to not light this. Wow, this is like wildy coyote days. Anyway, he sets the timer for a minute. There, submarines to, to to get out of the blast zone of that. There's no way it's gonna escape in a minute. It's got to get miles away. No, I'm like, come on, dude. Like it. To my ex- understanding, there was no accidental explosion time. Like, why the hell are you setting it for a minute? Like, surely Godzilla can wait five to ten minutes before this thing goes off. And let your submarine friends get some good distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, why a Apparently, this submarine uh, moves the same way as the Fate and the Furious submarine. <laughs> just, just... Yeah. I know. Like, it does... That part didn't make any sense. I'm like, okay. Just, but... You know how fast this goes. Why Why a minute? Like, you're dying no matter what, dude. Like, you'll be dead before the nuke goes off. Like, I guess that, that's shitty for you, but I feel like you should have said it for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Cut to something else, then go back to him. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was a good one. That was funny. So, Sally Hawkins returns as her role as Dr. Uh, what was her name in this? Dr. Vivian, I believe. Yeah, and I like her as, her, like, his little sidekick or partner scientist. In the first one, is it bad? So is it bad in this one? I'm, I almost leaned over to you in theaters and said this. I'm like, it's a part where we, we saw a lot of her, and then I, I almost leaned over in theaters and said this to you. Like, 
I know what her routine in the morning is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Referring to her uh, Grinding Nemo movie. And, man, and I was kind of, okay, like, I don't know. This is, like, one of the bigger surprises or one of the letdowns of this movie was that her character gets eaten by the Hydra, I think. And I was like, oh, well, man, I, I liked her. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like a, <gasps> it was more like a, oh, uh-huh. well, well let's, let's Let's start wrapping this up a little bit. Let's talk about the monster, monster fighting a little bit. So okay. d- the highlight that was the good stuff. I love the monster fighting. I mean, I love Godzilla duking it out with these monsters, like fire shooting fire at them. Uh, one of my favorite parts, and I think this is under my biggest um, standout moment, was when Ghidorah, I think that's how you say it, takes Godzilla and just flies him up into the sky, just flies him up and then just drops him and in- back into the ground. I know. I was looking at that and I'm just like, I think I've seen this scene before. <laughs> yeah. And Had a little, little bit of bright burn there, but yeah, yeah, that that was awesome. That was the like this thing, like the cinematography for these was very cool. Still, like the movie making itself, pretty cool. The story itself, eh, but the scenery was very cool. I think one of the coolest uh, shots, I guess, like highlights of this movie was I think like the Hydra or. Ghidorah, <laughs> like when he's on top of the uh, the volcano and he just puts his wings up and you just see like this, he, like a, a distant shot of him just like huge and like like screaming into like the super cloudy. Is that what the shot that had the cross in the? Yeah, yeah like, it was, was some weird. Such a cool shot. It was though. some weird Jesus imagery too. Like he's holding his hands up like the cross. There's a cross in the foreground of the shot. It's really weird. It's a cool but shot, it, though. It's a very cool shot. Yeah, there's so many cool moments with the monster fighting that I just loved. He gets his head cut off, and then it gets regrown again. Like, that was awesome. I He doesn't get it cut off. Like, Godzilla rips it off, and you yeah. see, like, the bone protruding from the cut yeah. head. And I'm like, okay, that's what we need more of, like, that, right now. That stuff, oh, so cool. I Yeah, there's so many good moments like that. And just smashing into buildings, of course. Uh, I loved uh, seeing the moth come into the fight. Like, that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because... What, what's it? Mothra? Mothra? Mothra, yeah. Because from my understanding, like especially old, old Godzilla movies, Mothra is like one of his main villains. But in this one, it's like his symbiotic relationship with another species. Like they help each other. Which is cool. Godzilla needs a sidekick. Yeah. Not, and I, I always like I liked the... Well, that's something we haven't talked about yet. I love Godzilla's theme where it's like the drums and the... Huh, huh. Yeah. Like, I think that's very cool. And then Mothra's is more like an angelic, like, hymn mm-hmm. when uh, almost, almost, it shows up. Was it, uh, okay, I'm trying to remember now, was it kind of harp playing? Yeah, kinda? a little bit. Like, it's it's very angelic. And it's very, I like those themes a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't really remember, like, the none sc- of the The, sc- other. the score was pretty good overall, though. So I, I liked it. Yeah. and It's that's, not as memorable as the uh, Brightburn score, but it was still good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember Mothra's and I remember Godzilla's, but I don't remember like the big bads like theme. Like, it seemed like the other monsters had more of a generic theme to them, but Godzilla's and Mothra's definitely stuck out. What was your standout moment for this? Yeah, we got we got to start wrapping it up here. But what was your standout moment? I would say the standout moment was probably like that. Like I said, that Hydra scene on top of the volcano, and also I guess the just the end brawl between them. Like that's just the tip like that's just like the top monster fighting we see in this movie and it's very cool 
biggest surprise for me was, I guess the mom turning evil was my biggest surprise. Yeah, like this thing, it's just because I mean they built her up like you know she's helped she's with this company and make it so these monsters and humans can go exist and all of a sudden nope nope I'm a baddie never mind yeah so I guess that was the biggest surprise and uh, as far as other dislikes this part bugged me a little bit here and then Madison she's at the uh, stadium and runs and I guess home is where she goes a home in uh, Boston right. Even though I feel like nobody has lived there, based on the story, nobody has lived there in years, but she still is able to go in, doors open and everything. It was just kind of funny. Like, her dad is like, her parents are looking around like, where is she? Like, I don't know. We haven't seen her. Like, they they weren't, they explored maybe 2% of that stadium, and she could be anywhere, in any hall closet, anything. And they're like, nope, I haven't seen her. Where could she be in this city? Not even haven't seen her. It's like, she's not here. We looked for like, Two minutes. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it's, it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And I guess her parents just held on to that house, I guess, because there's photos of them everywhere. I mean, I could see that. Because her cause... mom and her lived in China. They show them in China in the beginning of the movie. Her dad's living in a totally different state. Yeah. And then, I we, mean... had, then we end up back at a home in Boston that I guess belonged up when they were all together as a family with the son. Yeah. And so I would see like the mom, like obviously had a hard time letting go. And from what it looks like, she's not hurting for money, working for Monarch. So I could see her just holding on to that. Yeah. Maybe not living there, but just like holding on to that memory. But still, the door was on. The door was on. Yeah. It doesn't show her. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot. There's one of, That was one of the st- stupid things that just bugged me for some reason. I don't know why it bugged me, but it just really bugged me. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Eleven was safe though. She, you know, in a bathtub, kept herself safe and didn't die. Yeah, that was good. I don't want to see Eleven die. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't but know. Yeah, like I guess. Good. Uh, I was. Uh, you, you go ahead, because I'm like that's. I think that's all I got. Well, as I say, as one, as a like, because I know it sounds like we're trashing this movie. As a like, I really did like her whole like packing up and leaving moment. I liked her escaping out through the vents and everything like that. I liked that quite yeah. a bit. She knew what to do. She knew how to like handle things. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed that. I like. I enjoyed her. For some reason, when she left her mother and ran off, I was like cheering her on. Like, yeah, get out of there. Yeah, especially since the mom's just like, I, I raised her. I raised her to be a strong person, and then she's strong enough to be like, fuck this. You're crazy, lady. I'm leaving. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was a good redemption there. I don't know. Was it redemption? Is that the word? I don't know. Like her, no, like the kid. What or eleven didn't have a redemption because she was just like, okay, well. I believe my mom is trying to do good. And then when she's like, oh, you're you're not. You you said we were helping people, and we're not anymore. We're destroying everything. So I'm going to go. So go 11. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's wrap this up here. I know I've been saying that for a few minutes now, but yeah. Overall thoughts for this for me. Human Element was a little more boring in this one. I enjoyed it so much more for some reason in the first one. I really... I, I think mu- it's just the acting quality was a acting lot Acting quality was better, and just I cared about those characters more. Right. This time around, I didn't care about the characters as much, other than Madison, played by the great Miley Bobby Brown. The other, I mean, it, people were fine. Everything was fine. I, I don't think anything sucked in this movie. It was just fine. However, monster fighting, amazing. Loved it. So, as far as entertainment goes, I do overall give this movie 8.5 out of 10 for entertainment. I mean, when you do get down to the monster fighting, there's some cool stuff there. As far as a overall grade goes, um, I think I'm going to just have a solid B. Okay. Because, yeah, this movie has some, a lot of good stuff to it. 
a lot of it, I mean, I'd be I would love to see a supercut of this where it's just the monsters fighting. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Or even but then it'll be e- like even with the humans, a supercut where it's only an like hour forty five minutes rather than two hours twenty minutes or whatever. Right. But yeah, I would still say B overall. I would still say check it out in theaters. Definitely worth seeing in theaters. Okay, yeah. Um, so for my end thoughts is while I had a decent time overall in the theater, I really found myself not thinking about this movie after I left the theater. And you know what? Honestly, I think that's okay. It's really, it's a monster movie. Like it's not an Oscar movie. It's not an indie darling. It's just a big, dumb monster movie. And I think that's okay. And I think we definitely have room for those. Like, is it an amazing movie? No. Is it a big, dumb monster movie? Yeah, disaster. It's a big, dumb monster disaster movie. So, and I think we definitely have room for that because I don't need to see like the next next Casablanca every time I go to the theater because that would be mentally and emotionally exhausting. Sometimes you just want to go, turn off your brain and have a good time. Yeah. As far as... Which hopefully that's what Men in Black will be in a couple weeks. I hope so because that actually looks really funny. Yeah, the more I see the trailers for that, the more I'm getting into it. Yeah, um... So for me, as far as entertainment-wise go, I'd probably go like a six, six, seven out of ten at most, entertainment-wise. And personally, I'll give this one a C, C. I'll give it a C plus. Like, after like reflecting on, it, I'm just like, okay, it wasn't as good. Like, it there should have just been less. Less would have been more. It should have been a little shorter, a lot less like human content, and just more just dumb big monster fights. Mm. You know what actually might take this from a solid B to a B minus for me? So there's an after credits scene. <laughs> yep. So Daniel and I and one of our friends were sitting in the theater. After We sit through all the credits. So there's an after credits scene. Starts out. Uh, we see this. Starts out with like a shot of a fish. Really cool shot of a fish. Anyway. The um, head baddie in this movie is... I don't even know who he's talking to. Talking to this other guy. The guy and they, they're having this conversation. Then they walk towards a room... You hear a switch go off, and the screen goes bl- blank. You still hear a little bit of dialogue, and you're just waiting for like the switch to go on and see something. And I'm thinking since King Kong versus Godzilla is next year, I think, we're going to see some Kong action. Well, we hear a bunch more dialogue, more dialogue, more dialogue, then it just comes to an end. Something happened in our theater, and they turned the video off before it was actually over. Yeah, I know. We didn't get to see the end credit scene. After we sat through the credits, they blacked out the end credit scene, so we had to look it up of what was happening. So, yeah, you see... So what actually was in a room was the head... Or, excuse me, one of the heads of the uh, Ghidorah. So I, th- I have a feeling they're going to try to resurrect it, which is kind of cool. Like I was a little disappointed there was no Kong, but at the same time, like this could be actually kind of cool. So here, here are my thoughts for King Kong Godzilla going forward. Is they're going to re- resurrect the uh, three-headed monster, get him back. King Kong Godzilla are going to meet. They're going to duke it out and then go their separate ways. Then this greater threat, it's very Batman v Superman here, is going to you know, emerge. And King Kong Godzilla are going to team up and take it on. So King Kong Godzilla are going to take on the three-headed monster. That's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens Which, with if, everything. If they want to, again, take our advice, hopefully their producers listen to this show and want to just eliminate, not eliminate, but tone down a lot of the human stuff and just get to the monsters, I'm all for it. I mean, I swear Let's to God, it. King Kong versus Godzilla, if that's not like the dumbest thing to insert a lot of human drama to, like, I just want to see King Kong, like, 
I, I don't know. I, I want to see him and Godzilla duke it out for real. Yeah. So and looking forward to it. But yeah. Was... Definitely got to check out Skull Island now because that's one I haven't seen yet, but they oh, reference yeah. it. Yeah. Loki's in it. Nick Fury's in it. Captain Marvel's in it. Check it out. Really? Brie Larson's in it? They're too? all in it. Okay. <laughs> check right. it out. Yeah. I know. I got to see that. It's a Marvel reunion. <laughs> MCU reunion. <laughs> MCU reunion. Yeah, I'm looking at the box office here. Godzilla didn't do super hot. Did okay, but not hot. It did uh, 47.7 million over the weekend. All right. Aladdin was second place with 42.8, so not a bad drop off. What was first off. place? Godzilla was first. Oh, place. Godzilla is first place. Okay, cool. Yeah, Aladdin was second, so it dropped 53 percent, which it did pretty good for second weekend. I thought. Rocket Man debuted at 25.7, so kind of low. Yeah. In fourth place was Ma. 18.9 or i'd like to see what's i, I want to know the rotten tomatoes on that because that seemed like an interesting one but not one we're probably going to cover <laughs> yeah rotten tomato wise yeah I, I don't know i'm not on tomatoes right that's now that's all right i don't know about you daniel but i did not by any means look up the rotten tomato score speaking of rotten tomatoes for godzilla i saw them today damn it a lot lower than i thought how are we supposed to do bets if you're looking already I mean, I don't remember. I just know it was yeah, Green Splash. You have, you, have an, you have an idea. <laughs> I do though. have an idea. Hmm. Because I do like the idea of Daniel and I doing bets where we bet on something and assign the other one a movie. Yeah, I know. It's it's almost impossible for me, it feels like, to avoid the Rotten Tomato score. Stay off of it. Don't ever touch it. I don't even look up. It's Since I have an iPhone, when I look up a movie... It'll pop up and right below, like the name of the movie, it'll just show the Rotten Tomato score. All right, X Men: Dark Phoenix is coming out next week. Do you think they have a score for it already? Oof, I don't know. I don't know that one. I give this one because Apocalypse in my mind is horrible. Uh, so this one, while the first trailer was mad the second trailer seemed better but like i said anybody can the make a trailer's good trailer's got better but i'm still kind of i don't know one thing okay one you thing want- i will give dark phoenix credit for is the new posters that they have up in the theaters that look very comic booky are very cool i really like the poster is the movie gonna be good eh, i'm thinking maybe as far as what i'm thinking in my head like 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think 71? 71%. I'm like fresh, think, but not super fresh. I'm thinking 45. 45, dude. Yeah, I'm thinking 45 range. I don't know. So, we I'll click on Rotten Tomatoes here. Do we want to do it to where whatever, whoever's closest now, or do we want to see who's closest weekend of release? I guess it depends on how many people have reviewed it. Because if it's well, like we got to figure it out like, before we look. Well, if it's if it's like Darren from Wisconsin, I don't give a shit about Darren from Wisconsin. <laughs> like, okay. Well, do you want to just uh, we'll take a peek, but how about the final the final thing to determine who wins? We'll see what it's at next week when we record our Dark Phoenix episode. All right. All right, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. And as of right now, so you said... 71. 71. I said 45. No score for Dark Phoenix. Those bastards. 
which also was usually a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, now that makes me want to rethink it because that means there's a review embargo in place. Which means Daniel already says 71. It means they they know they have something bad on their hands if there's no score yet. So I, mean, Daniel I don't says know 71. why I gave it 71 because now I'm thinking, I'm like, why'd you do that? Because they pushed it back so many times so they didn't even want to release it. At least that's what it felt maybe, like. Maybe it'll be fifty nine. Christ, if right we ever see those new, mu- if we ever see that new mutant horror movie, I don't think we're ever gonna see that. No, I think that's trashed. It'll end up on a streaming service eventually, but it's trash. I would, uh, yeah, I would like to see it. Uh, all right, damn, because I want to assign you something now. Well, it's okay. Let me tell you, Jordan. Just give you a little, little bit of anxiety. If I win, you're watching Suicide Squad. Because I know you've just completely ignored that one, as you should have. But if you lose, that's oh, what you're watching. Is that where you're going with this? Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should watch Daniel. Make Daniel watch a movie he's uh, been putting off for a while because he thinks he's so clever and knows the ending. Maybe Daniel's going to watch some Titanic if he loses. All right. Fuck it. Fine. You're watching Suicide Squad and I'm watching Titanic. Whoever... Whatever happens. We'll see what happens, though. Right now, there's no score. All right, so we'll tune in next week, and we'll see who wins this. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> All right, cool. We got some stakes I got, I got on a, the table. I got a good feeling about this. I'm writing it down right now, 45 and 71. Oof. Are we doing prices right rules? Like, if we're both wrong, do, does something happen? If Is it it's whoever's closest? Whoever's closest. All right. So if it's if it's right in the middle, but slightly over towards one, yeah, it's whatever the... Uh, Needle is pointing more towards. Okay, just watch like one of us miss it by just like a point. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. All right. Well, anyway, let's uh let's wrap this up here. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter at movies underscore brews. We're definitely more active on Instagram than anything else. So hit us up there. Let us know what you think of uh, Godzilla. Loved it. Hated it, needed more monsters, needed less monsters, which if you think less monsters, you're dumb. But <laughs> we'll just uh, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week. Or, well. Yeah, we'll see you next week on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.